Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Posadas, Argentina with my new friend Phoebe Millward of Phoebe'sFootsteps.com. Phoebe met her partner while traveling, and this is his hometown, so they moved to Posadas to be near his family. Since they arrived, Phoebe has fell in love with the culture, food, and the language. In this episode, Phoebe and I talk about visiting Iguazu Falls, exploring the San Ignacio ruins, and hiking Lizard's Cove. You're about these three amazing experiences and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash posadas. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Phoebe, welcome to the show. Hey, Lee, how's it going? I'm so excited to be here. Everything's going great on this side, and I'm really looking forward to, to learning about Posadas, Argentina. It's, it's actually a city I've never heard of, but it's actually very close to something that I think a lot of us travelers uh, have heard of. And can you tell us a little about like Iguazu Falls? Exactly. So that's why I thought this would be a great little nugget of information for travelers to know, especially if travelers are considering traveling from Brazil and making their way down south through South America, through Argentina. This is like a must-stop province. So it's actually the province that the Iguazu Falls is in, but the falls are shared Half of it is over the Brazilian border and half of it is over the Argentinian border. So I thought it would be really great to share some other great local knowledge and ideas of other attractions that are around that area. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing all about that. But let's let's take a step back. What's your connection to the, the area of Posadas? Yeah, it's actually a great story, especially if you love romance. I was traveling in New Zealand. I am a full-time traveler. I was living in a van and traveling across the North Island of New Zealand. And I met somebody during a hike, and he was also a traveler. He is from Argentina. So we just teamed up and we said, yep, let's go explore my home country. And we've come to settle down in his hometown, which is Posadas in Misiones. That is so fantastic. I love that story. And actually, I just interviewed a couple of people from New Zealand, and it's one of those places that's right on my, my top list of places to go as well. So so you're there visiting his family and staying there. What's like the main thing that keeps you here? Is it is it being around family, or is it like the nature, or, or what is it? Uh, I think the weather has got to be one of the top ones. It is so tropical and so hot. And for me, I'm from England, so I'm used to the cold and the rain, so this change of culture and the, the sense of family, the amazing culture around food, as well as the nature and the weather, all of it combined. It's just such a good, warm and loving place to be. Yeah, I can imagine it's quite the difference from the, <laughs> the, the cold and dreary days of, uh, days of England. So what is the weather like throughout the year? Obviously, it's kind of warm. It's, you know, it's closer to the equator than, say, here in the US or the UK. But 
I'm sure there's certain times of the year that it's better to visit than others. Absolutely. So it's actually quite unlivable in the summer months. Of course, Argentina is in the Southern Hemisphere. So the seasons are back to front from what you know in the States or in England or in Europe. It's best to probably come around September all the way through to around November, December. Anything later than December going into January, February, it's too hot to be doing activities, to be out and about. And that's actually why Argentina has the culture of a siesta, which is a nap time in the day. It's because it's that hot that people can't be out in it. Something to note is that shops close during the middle of the day because of that heat. So definitely avoid the summer months of January, February. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I guess it'd be kind of good for for me here. Nashville gets a little chilly, you know, maybe I want to escape and everything like that. But it also gets really hot and humid and, and muggy during the summer here. And I try to avoid those times of the year for sure. Are there certain like festivals or different like events that occur that maybe somebody wants to plan their trip around? Yeah, in this province of Misiones, it's a little bit out of the city of Posadas. There is a festival called the National Immigrants Festival. This happens in the month of October, and it celebrates all the different immigrants that came over from other countries. So it's a really cool place to walk around different buildings that are built to represent these countries, eat different foods, and just get a sense of new cultures while you're here. Oh, that's fantastic. It's cool that they have all the different buildings that kind of represent them. And then obviously having uh, the food there and being able to sample a little bit of everything kind of helps you uh, helps you have a great day. Exactly. I was chilling in Argentina, eating a Frankfurt from Germany. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So if somebody is interested in coming there to Posadas and Misiones uh, and Iguazu Falls, what's the best way to get there? Is there like a, a close airport or do, is there an airport... It's a little bit further away, and then we got to travel uh, to get up to that area. Yeah, that's true. So if you're flying straight into Argentina, of course, you're most likely going to be flying to Azaiza Airport in Buenos Aires. But Posadas Misiones, it's the furthest northern part of Argentina. So it's another hour and a half flight from the capital of Buenos Aires. So you can use airlines such as Aerolinea is probably the best one to get from the capital up to the north. Okay. All right. Yeah. So if I'm here from in the U.S., I'm going to fly into Buenos Aires. Uh, and then from there, I would take another flight to get to the Posadas area. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. Uh, and then from there, once we land at the airport and we're heading into the city or, or going out to the falls, you know, how do we get there? Is, is there like a shuttle? Do we rent a car? Are there other like public transportation that we would take? Within the city of Posadas is really good public transport. So I would definitely recommend doing your research and using just local bus lines or trains. Definitely probably the best. Unless you want to hire a car, that is also probably a best option for you as well. If you want to stay in the city and you would rather take excursions out to the falls or out to some of the other uh, attractions that I'll be mentioning, then I would recommend using an excursion, like booking an excursion where they provide the shuttle for you, they provide accommodation and food for you, because things in this country in general are very vast and spread out. So it's definitely going to be helpful to book excursions and tour guides to help you navigate your way around the country. For sure. And I think a lot of it also is even though renting a car is available, 
a lot of us, you know, we, we get very hesitant when we start driving in a foreign country that the rules aren't exactly the same as where we're from. And you've been there for a little while. Are, are you driving around? How do you find the, the driving there? Oh, man, I'm not going to recommend people to drive <laughs> in this country. <laughs> I haven't. I, I won't. I refuse to. I let my boyfriend drive since he learned here. But for me, as a British person, it's the opposite side of the road. For Americans, it's the same. However, it's not just the driving on the right-hand side of the road, but it's also the style of driving in this country is extremely different. I don't recommend to drive here if you're not experienced in this country because it's not the safest. This is why I would trust using other professional drivers and excursions. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Now, if you if you are going to like, you know, hire a driver or you know, use a taxi or use one of these services, obviously like, we're speaking English, you know, in Buenos Aires, obviously, you know, Latin and, and Spanish is kind of like some of the languages down there. Are the, the locals, do they speak English or is it something that you have to like learn some Spanish or any of the other languages that are there locally? That's a great point. So all of Argentina does speak Spanish. However, the province of Misiones is kind of wrapped around by Brazil and Paraguay. So it shares these borders where in Misiones, people don't actually feel like Argentinians. So as much as they speak Spanish here and not as much English because it's more of a local city, you also have people that are speaking Portuñol, like a mix of Portuguese and Spanish with the Brazilian side, and also people that speak Guarani, which is the original traditional Paraguayan language. So you do have a mix of languages in this area and not so much English. But if you are sticking to the biggest tourist attractions, they do have English-speaking tourist guides, so you'll be fine. Okay. And the same thing, you know, if we're paying for a taxi or paying for a tour or something like that, do we need like local currency? Do they accept credit cards or do we need to get cash from like before we leave or when we arrive? Great. So the currency here is the Argentine peso. It's definitely a good idea to have cash for everything because people can maybe try to scam you out of a little extra money. So make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure you have cash with you at all times because a lot of times places don't take cards or ATMs, for example, might charge quite a lot of money. So a really good tip is to always have cash ready and available. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I It kind of breaks my heart whenever I can't use a credit card because I like earning the miles and points, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I also carry a, like a Charles Schwab debit card with me because – Wherever I'm at, I can like withdraw cash from any of the local ATMs and get local currency, and they actually refund the fees for me. So I found that's like a great tip to be able to save a lot of money when I'm trying to get local currency. And plus, generally, the banks give you one of the best exchange rates. Is that kind of like your experience that you find getting cash, like local cash at a at a local bank? Is that the best option for you? I think, yeah, what you're saying is a really good idea for everybody. Definitely do your research and get yourself a good card or work with a good bank to make sure you can lower those tax rates and those exchange rates and fees. Yeah, definitely a good idea. Okay, so now um, like we're using some of the local drivers and everything to get around. I'm not sure how big Posadas is in that, that area, in Misiones. Are there kind of like the name brand hotels like you know, Marriott and Hilton, things like that? Or is it more of a small like mom and pop or like Airbnb type scenarios? If you're making a trip to Posadas, you need to be open-minded and you need to be ready to be trying new experiences and maybe not feeling the comfort of brands that you know. 
It's definitely a smaller, more localized area, but that's a great thing. So have courage, do some research online. I stick to Airbnbs personally. Now, when we're picking like a, an Airbnb or a boutique hotel, local hotel, uh, are there any parts of the city that maybe we want to avoid or are there certain areas that maybe we want to focus on booking uh, near that area? As long as you're staying to the main city, you're absolutely fine. There are very few areas that I would say to stay away from. They're more like just small, quiet neighborhoods that you have no reason to travel through anyway. There's nothing in there for you. So stay in the main city. Everyone is polite. Everyone is helpful. And you'll be fine there. Okay, perfect. All right. So let's talk about some of the things we want to do there. Obviously, we kind of mentioned at the intro there, uh, going to the Guazu Falls. And like you said, I think the probably the best way to get there is to go as part of a tour. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yep. All right. When we're planning our trip there, how many days should we plan to be in, in the Posadas and Misiones area? So I would recommend having around one to two weeks in the Misiones province because the falls alone is going to be a three-night, four-day trip, especially with all the different circuits that you'll want to cover to get the full experience. So for time to see the other attractions I'll mention later on, you'll probably want one to two weeks. Okay, that makes sense. So, all right. So, uh, what are some of the other things we should do? Obviously, the Guazu Falls is probably like a bucket list item for a lot of people, but there's a lot of other things that are there locally that we don't want to miss out on. So, what are some of those ideas? Exactly. So, after you've been up north to the falls and you continue south towards the city of Posadas, you will want to hit the San Ignacio ruins. These are amazing. I loved my experience here. They were founded in 1610 in Brazil, and then they were abandoned. And after repeated like slaver attacks and things, it's got some great history here that you can learn. It's all to do with the Jesuits from Portugal and Spain that came over in order to educate the uh, natives of South America at the time. And they have guided tours. They're in English and Spanish of the ruins. You're going to be passing between rows of really old native Guarani houses. You'll reach a plaza, and it's this big, enormous red sandstone church and building. These ruins are stunning, and it's definitely something I recommend going to. That sounds gorgeous. Okay, so what else should we do while we're there? Once you visited the ruins, you'll continue going down south to the city of Posadas. In Posadas, they have a beautiful costanera. A costanera is like the river, and it's the river Parana that separates the border of Argentina and Paraguay, and it comes from Brazil. So I love that little fact that the actual area of South America, the countries are divided by this river. And it is a very, very beautiful river that everyone loves to go and socialize on. This was a new culture for me where everybody sits outside because of the lovely weather. They're all drinking their traditional mates, which is a traditional Argentinian drink, and eating some traditional foods. So it's just a lovely, relaxed place to maybe take a picnic. And you can look at Paraguay out across the other side of the river. So that's definitely something to see as well. Oh, that sounds gorgeous. Like a perfect way to spend an afternoon for sure. You've also got a really cool hidden gem. This is one of my other favorites. There is something called the Provincial Tejuquare. <laughs> the Tejuquare is Guarani, and it actually means lizard cove, I believe. 
This is like a hike. So this hike contains three walking tracks. It goes with stunning river views. You walk through native bush, bamboo. And my favorite part is that there are monkeys here. It's like a full-on rainforest jungle. It's really cool. But this is something that only the locals know. So make sure to add this to your itinerary when you come. Once you reach the tip of this mountain on this hike, there is a hidden trail and it takes you to the house of Martin Borman. I don't know if you know Martin Borman, but he's actually someone from the period of the Nazis. And it's a great historical story where it's believed to be a Nazi hideout and it was built during the Second World War. So this Martin Bormann, he was supposedly Hitler's right-hand man, and he actually escaped and ran off to Argentina, and he built his own little house in the Tujucuare Park. So it's a really cool thing to go and try and find, but only the locals really know about it because it's not signposted very much. Oh, wow. That is fascinating. It's, it's always interesting to hear these little historical facts that, that nobody would know but except for a local. Yeah, right? <laughs> Now, I know obviously the Iguazu Falls is like is the main attraction for the falls and stuff like that, but are there any other like hidden falls that maybe you want to add to your itinerary as well? Yeah, for sure. So there is a really small hidden little waterfall. It's called the Saltos del Tabe. It's just a really nice spot for a little quiet picnic. It's only locally known. It's not a big tourist place and attraction. So if you want to break away from all that tourism from the falls, that's of course where everybody goes. Then you can just travel down south a little bit further into the province and you'll find these little waterfalls. Really sweet, quiet place. That sounds wonderful. So I, I know that uh, obviously there's some amazing attractions in, in that area, but I also know Argentina is like really well known for food. And like one of my, one of my former coworkers, she's from Argentina and uh, like the steak and, and like some of the other food that's there is just, from what I understand, it's just mouthwatering amazing. Absolutely. The biggest thing in this country probably is the meat. The meat is something else. So if you are a vegetarian, I'm very sorry. <laughs> you might be missing out on some of the cultural things in this country. There are plenty of others, however, that I'll mention later on. But yes, the main big attraction with food is definitely meat. And more traditionally, they call it asado. Asado is like a barbecue. So it's very traditional that on every Sunday, the families would get together and they have these specific brick-like barbecues with a big, long chimney. And they cook the best meats in here. Most of the time they eat beef meat. This is what they cook. And it's kind of like ribs, like really big ribs from a cow. But the way that they barbecue it on this asado and the whole atmosphere of being with the family. It's just a really wonderful food to try when you're here. That sounds so cool. It's like it's almost like what dreams are made of. Like you're hanging out with the family, having a great times, eating delicious food. You know, there's not much more you can ask for. Exactly. It's definitely been educational for my palate to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like what are some of the other local dishes that we should make sure we try while we're there? When it comes to Dishes, I wouldn't say there are that many full-on cooked meals that you would need to try other than the asado. The other things, I would actually recommend heading to bakeries. In these bakeries, they have the best pastry-type things, bread-type things. Some of my favorites are facturas, sweet pastries, usually with custard or jam inside of them. You also have a pasta frola, which is like a pie. 
And some of the not so sweet things, if you have more of a savory tooth, then you have to try the chipa. Chipa is like a bread. However, it's not made from wheat flour and it's actually made from cassava starch. Cassava is one of the most grown things here. So they make a lot of foods with this starch. And it's like a bread roll, but made of something different. And it's got a cheese flavor to it. So that's a really good traditional thing to grab from a bakery too. Oh, that sounds delicious. Now, what I do like in the show notes, I always include like maps of different places to eat and different things to do. Do you have any recommendations as far as the, like, some of those bakeries or other restaurants? When it comes to bakeries, I don't think I could recommend any because there are just so many of them. Like you will walk through the city and you will pass 50 bakeries. My recommendation is to try them all. You can't (laughs) try them all and find where your favorite things are. Maybe my favorite is called Tahona. They make some of the best sweet treats in that one. All right. Well, first off, if I'm going to try like pastries from 50 different places i'm gonna have to have like sweatpants like three times the size that i normally (laughs) wear but if we if we are going to try those because like my wife you know she loves to be able to just do little nipples at different places and and things like that how expensive is it like say we want to just grab an assortment of of from a bunch of different bakeries if we're going to get some of these uh like chipas or the the pastafrolas or whatever like how expensive are those That's probably the best part. So if you're coming from maybe more of a westernized country, like you're in the States, I came from America, that currency compared to the peso is really strong. So you're going to be able to get a lot of really great foods. And even with your Airbnb prices, everything is going to be much more affordable for you. So this is why I recommend bakeries, because even in Argentine peso, it's rather cheap. So I bought an assortment of 12 facturas yesterday and in peso that was a few hundred peso which converted to around three british pounds so maybe that's like five us dollars and you've got 12 really quite big sweet pastries oh that sounds amazing like you you're speaking to my frugal heart right now (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely a really good place for cost of living for sure well that's fantastic okay now I'm a big steak lover. You mentioned earlier that you you spend a lot of time with the family and and, and doing cookouts that way. But yeah, as a tourist, uh, do you have any recommendations of different like restaurants if we wanted to try some of the asado uh, that's there in Ar- Argentina? Yes, absolutely. So if you head into the Costanera, like I mentioned earlier, and you're walking along that river, it's a beautiful path where you just follow the outskirts of the river. You will walk past a really lovely row of all different eateries and restaurants. So again, my recommendation is just hit them all. Like <laughs> you have pizzerias, you have traditional places for asados, you have ice creameries, bakeries, bars, everything. I think maybe my favorite, the one I would recommend to try a really good traditional asado is at a restaurant named El Rancho. El Rancho make a really lovely fresh asado. It comes on like a little skillet as if it's its own mini barbecue. So that's a really good place to try that traditional food. Well, fantastic. Well, Phoebe, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips. Like I'm a, like I said, I'm a huge steak lover. I'm going to, I might just book my trip just so I can go try the asado. <laughs> but now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Posado, where should they go and what should they eat? Probably the one I've just mentioned. You should go to El Rancho. You should get yourself an asado. It's a must eat here. 
Along with El Rancho, there's also a wonderful restaurant on the Costanera called La Rudita. La Rudita is another amazing place to get a traditional asado. And you have to follow that by heading to a bakery and getting yourself some sweet treats and facturas or even an ice cream at an ice creamery. Wow, perfect. Yeah, nothing like a, finishing a meal with a little bit of a sweet treat. Now, like you've, you've been there in, uh, in Argentina there for a little while now. Uh, I'm sure you've made some amazing memories since you've been there. What's one of your most memorable stories? I've got so many wonderful stories when it comes to experiences, tourist attractions, nature. However, my most memorable was in the place we are staying. It's right in the city center. So the cars and the bikes drive right outside of the window. And it was in September 2021, I believe, when Argentina won the Copa America. So the football game. And it was such a big deal. I'm sure everyone knows how big football is for Argentina. And when they won that game, the culture here of celebration is crazy. It is so loud. And we were trying to sleep. It was like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and these people were driving past the windows, beeping their horns so much. They beep their horns in like a rhythm, like a song. Everyone is chanting and shouting. Oh my goodness. The atmosphere was great. It's so cool that the country is this passionate about football. It's not a good thing for people trying to sleep, but that was a great <laughs> moment was when we, we were lying in bed and listening to all these people honking their horns past the window. That's so incredible. I mean, obviously, like, I'm a big sports fan here in the U.S., and you know, we all favor our, our different teams, but collectively as a country, we don't celebrate the same way like they do in, in other countries when they're, when like their national team wins. It's, so it's, it's so cool to be able to experience that. Absolutely, especially coming from a British culture where things are probably a bit more toned down and not so <laughs> excited and loud. Yeah, it was definitely a big culture shock was coming to see how loud everyone is. That is so awesome. Right now, well, speaking of good times and good memories, where's the happiest happy hour in Posadas? Yeah, great question. I think, again, you've got to stick around the Costanera where the best little eateries are. And there is a lovely pub or bar called Antares. Antares makes really wonderful craft beer, so that's definitely a must-try when you're here. Oh, perfect. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out local pizza. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Pasadas? I'm so excited to share this one because it's probably a negative thing for all the listeners, but the pizza in this country is not good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was also thinking of if you're coming from the States and you're used to like Chicago pizzas or you're European and you've got those Amer amazing traditional European style pizzas, coming here, the pizza is, is not the best. So if you come to Argentina, I recommend you get the proper meats, the traditional meats or even deli meats and cheese boards and things. Pizza is something probably to avoid because it's more like a giant piece of bread with a ton of cheese, and maybe some olives, and that's about it. So <laughs> I don't recommend it. It's not pizza to me. However, if you are passionate about pizza, you want to try pizza all over the globe, then it's probably best to check out Los Pinos. That translates to the pines. That's probably the best pizza out of the terrible pizza that there is here. <laughs> right on. Hey, I subscribe to the feeling that even terrible pizza is still good pizza. So, <laughs> in worst case, you know what? I'll just have to go over to uh, Antares and drink some more beer until it tastes good. So. For sure, yeah. 
obviously, you know, you've been traveling all over the world as a nomadic traveler, and you've probably amassed a bunch of different tips that have really made your travel experiences like so much better. What's one of your best travel tips you can share with the listeners? I think the biggest thing is the culture difference. So you've got to be prepared, be open-minded for what you're going to expect here. Um, and just be prepared for general cultural differences. Like I said, people are loud. People do stare. Like that was something new to me is that people will stare at you. I think maybe because Misiones is more of that local style place, they can detect foreigners like a hound dog. <laughs> so that was hard because I'm also a ginger. I'm the typical white skin ginger redhead. So coming here where everyone is black haired and tanned, I just stuck out like a sore thumb. Oh, for sure. So. You know, and if, you, you know, if you're wearing your Hawaiian shirt and your fanny pack and everything else like that, <laughs> yeah. you're pretty sticking out a little bit. Yeah, you're going to get stared at. People might be whispering, but don't worry about it. It's still a very safe place. There are plenty of police around at all times. But just be open-minded. Like, things are different here. Remember that it is maybe described as a third-world country, so do have everything ready in cash. Don't depend on your bank cards in case they aren't accepted or they don't work. Make sure you carry your passport everywhere. That's a really big tip is that in Argentina, they have something called a DNI. That's like a, a personal ID and an ID number. And obviously, if you're a foreigner, you don't have one of those. And they ask to see them for every purchase. So alternatively, you need to use your passport for every purchase. So make sure you have that with you. And yeah, just be open-minded. Give it a go. It's very different, but it's very fun and a great learning experience. For sure, yeah. I think it's one of those things by stretching your your kind of your comfort level and exploring something that is kind of off the beaten path like this. I think that's where the some of the best memories are made. Totally agree. All right, well, well, Phoebe, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips. I've learned a lot about Posadas. I can't wait to come down there and visit. I'll temper my expectations on the pizza just in case it, it's not as good. <laughs> Can you tell the audience a little about like who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. So I am a full-time traveler. I'm 23 years old from England, and I left my home to go to the other side of the world like from the get-go. I always knew that there was more out there. I always knew there was more to learn from, and there's a lot more than studying and getting your job and paying your bills. So I've done my best to get out there, see the world, learn from cultures. And I do know that that's a really big dream for a lot of travelers out there is to keep that adventure going. They maybe don't want to be heading home anytime soon. I think the problem is that we aren't given those tools or the knowledge or the resources on how to make full-time travel a reality. So for anyone that's like I was, you might be feeling stuck or unfulfilled and you want more freedom and the finances for the bigger adventures, but you don't really know how these travelers are doing it, <laughs> then that's what I'm here for. You can absolutely head to my website at phoebesfootsteps.com. You'll be able to learn every single method and technique that I've applied to create my freedom-based lifestyle, along with personal coaching and training with me. So if you have a laptop, you really can build the life that you know you're meant to live. So go for it. That's so awesome. Well, I'll, I'll definitely include links to your website uh, in the show notes. But if somebody wants to have questions about the full-time travel lifestyle or they have questions about Posadas and the Misiones area, uh, what's the best way for them to reach you on social media? Just find me on Instagram. My handle is at Phoebe's underscore footsteps. Well, fantastic. Well, again, we'll include links to that as well. And uh, Phoebe, it's been a pleasure talking to you and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. It's been wonderful. Thanks so much, Lee. It's really nice to chat today. What an awesome conversation with Phoebe. 
I'd love to be able to hike the Iguazu Fall someday. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash posadas. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to easily build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we head to Moab, Utah to speak with my new friend Ranger Rose, the author of Trip Tales, From Family Camping to Life as a Ranger. In this episode, Ranger Rose and I talk about Arches and Canyonlands National Parks, Giant Dinosaurs, and Night Skies with Dark Sky Rangers. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.